Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. You got your boy Caleb on the line, and we got Devin and the Deuces here as well. We got a full house. What's up, boys? Yo, how's it going, guys? How are you, Caleb? I'm good, man. Caleb, how you doing? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Can't complain at all. Yeah, boy. Hey, we're talking some football today. Um, we got some news we're going to jump into. And then on top of that, we are going to do some monsters, hitters, and quitters, which are just going to be some guys that we feel eh, might be overperforming or underperforming and are going to flip-flop. How's that sound today? Sounds great. I'm ready to get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So first off, I know Devin has been crying about this all day, so we got to talk about it first, right? Jonathan Taylor, man, missing practice. You expecting him to miss this weekend, uh, Devin? Nah, nah, nah. I think it's just precautionary. He had a little bit of a toe. It is interesting to say that this is the first practice he's missed with the Colts in his uh, now three going on third year stint. So that's kind of interesting news. But no, I think it's just kind of a safety precaution along with, you know, how much he's been getting beat up with our offensive line, not being able to block a fly. Um, You know, it's uh, I think just kind of precautionary here. I mean, that's a little mean, but you're right. I mean, they can't block anything for crying out loud. I mean, we went out and grabbed one of the oldest quarterbacks in the league who's not mobile, and we're giving him 1.6 seconds before he's getting hit. Like, we got to figure something out. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Another thing on the list, um, and Caleb, we were just talking about this offline, and I find it hilarious because I don't remember the last time he even started a game, which maybe Devin, real quick, you can can find out when he did. Um, But it looks like Mac Jones is, uh, with a high angle sprain, possibility he can miss, but Brian Hoyer might be playing this weekend. Caleb, what's our expectation going to be if Brian Hoyer is on the field? The last time that I heard the Brian Hoyer name was... (laughs) When I was playing Madden in like 2014. So, no, 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 guys, guys, fun fact. Uh oh, what is it? It last year in week seven, he had a 16% snap share. In week nine, a 10%. And week 10, a 13%. So he 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 got a little bit of playing. He took some snaps last year. So, Uh, man, with those numbers, man, I'm expecting a huge game from him this yeah, week. Man. Yeah, oh see, boy, let's see what what did he have in 2000 or in 2021? He had uh, 11 attempts, nine completions for 227 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Hey, Caleb, that's some good so stats. It's, that's that's some stats there. Yeah, yeah. So we think he's gonna be uh, balls of the wall this weekend, huh? Oh man, I think how old is he? I mean, he has to be. He, this is his four, or thirteenth season. So thirteenth season. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think he's going to perform just as good as Lamar did these past two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you know, fifty point game coming up. <laughs> I yeah. mean, in all reality, and I'm a Mac Jones guy. Like, can he be much worse than Mac has been this year? I see. That's what I was just kind of thinking. Uh, you know, I mean. That that uh, so that I know whole no offensive coordinator thing is not yes, working out. For them. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Is I think what needs to happen is they need to find an offensive coordinator so they can throw, figure out how to run and throw the football again. And right, I think right. that Bill Belichick needs to stop worrying about personnel and just coach because the whole I know who I need on my team. 
you guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys suck real bad. Um, another fun fact, and this was just a clarification, just because of the fact that it, it was slightly upsetting. Um, but uh, Miles Garrett, some more information came out about him. You know, we, we found out last week he was in a car accident, swerved, possibly did not hit an animal. But there was also, it came out that he apparently had like a bunch of speeding tickets prior to that incident as well. So that kind of sucks. Still not following the rules. At least he wasn't drunk driving, which is good. Um, but I just don't like, uh, I'm never a fan of football players. All right. I just athletes in general, um, not following the rules because then it just reminds me of what's his name from the Raiders last year ended up hitting a person and killing him. Yeah. Yeah. Rugs. So, I mean, instead of an animal, I could have been a person. So I hope he uh, realizes what he did and he fixes that crap really quickly. Um, And the last thing we want to talk about is basically a team that we thought not only was going to win their division, um, but had real good hopes to uh, make it to a Super Bowl this year, which was the Chargers. And what's just happening with their team as it's just unraveling out there in LA. Um, But Joey Bosa is now having surgery. They're expecting him to come back at some point. When, when he is t- placed on the IR, though. Yeah, like so. when they say at some point, I mean, that could literally yeah. be the last week of the season. What, what <laughs> IR, you have to miss, what, at least four games? I think it's four or games, the- yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking, so. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's not a great situation. Slater is now out. Keenan Allen's still dealing with a hamstring. I think he's still questionable to play this weekend. Justin Herbert injury is not going away anytime soon. I, Sean Slater. I yeah. mean, what, what do you guys think? So, Devin, you tell me first. Caleb, we'll swing it to you here in a second. But what do you guys think of these Chargers now? Yeah, I mean, looking at them, I mean, you go back to week two, them against the Chiefs. And, I mean, let's be honest. Everyone knows I hate the Chiefs as it is. But uh, two kind of uh, iffy calls. Otherwise, I mean, they look like they could have won that game. Um, that being said, you know, Herbert does come up with that huge injury with the, uh, what fractured rib cartilage or Mm -hmm. however they worded it, um, still made a huge play, but this past week, I mean, you could tell it's, it's bothering him. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's just, he's just not looking the same. You can tell, you know, the throws are kind of hurting him that offensive line now falling apart. Some of your now big pass rushers coming out, um, not having Keenan Allen to crutch on, you know, is a big thing for him too. Um, man, with with the way certain teams are playing, you know, the Eagles even, you know, I mean, the Chiefs are still playing well. Um, the Raiders are surprising me in that division. But um, I think the saving grace for the Chargers is the fact that the Raiders look as bad as they do. And mm-hmm. the fact that the Broncos can't seem like Hackett can't seem to figure out what he wants to do with that offense. And Wilson is just not meshing right now. Right. So, you know, I think that's the saving grace on some of these injuries and the timeline of them being able to come back. Caleb, you agree or disagree? I yeah, I 100% agree with him there. I mean, whenever you don't have a star quarterback in there, it's kind of like what we were saying in the previous episode. Whenever you don't have a top five quarterback playing and with a team that he pretty much knows how to run, I mean, you're not going to be able to win games like that. And again, kind of backpacking on what I said last time, uh, I mean, Joey Bosa on the edge, mm-hmm. you're not really even producing any defense at that point. He was the core of that defense. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, it's definitely disappointing. We're never a fan of having guys get hurt, um, but this team was locked and loaded, man. They, I mean, 
JC Jackson coming out there. I mean, that team just looked ready to roll. And now with all this, and but this is what what sports is. You can have the best team on paper, but two, three injuries, four injuries at this point. Actually, I think it's five for them altogether. But just injury after injury after injury, like your team just if you don't have that depth, man, there's nothing you can do about it. And and it looks like it's going to be tough for them to overcome. But I do agree with you, Devin, that they do have a saving grace. I mean, the Raiders haven't won a game. And keep in mind, guys, that's with freaking Devontae Adams on that team. Like, that's just... Uh, you know he's got to be questioning that now. Well, he got paid, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. He, he, he gets paid I, regardless. So. Yeah, I don't think he's questioning much, man. That, that paycheck's nice as hell. So, um, that's our monster news. So, let's go ahead and jump into these hitters and quitters. So... First things first, let's start with let's start with some overrated guys. Let's start with some people that we think are a little overrated. And I'll go ahead and start. And Devin, we already talked about this briefly because you're going to argue with me on it, and that's fine. Um, but one of the guys that I find currently that I feel like is a little overvalued, a little overrated is Jared Goff. And don't get me wrong, he's actually had a decent season. Um, the, the Detroit Lions is one of the teams that I was very excited to watch this year because I thought they're I think that they have a very very tough defense I think both of their defensive line and their offensive line um, has the ability to be you know top five even top 10 in both categories in the league um, they've got some talent now with Amon Ross and Brown who's still having a, a very solid season a continuation of his season as la- ending last year mm-hmm. my thing is this it's still Jared Goff Okay, and there's still moments like this past weekend where, you know, Detroit went heavy with the run game, and I think the run game is still the pinnacle. It's it's like it's like the Titans. It's it's their main stage. Like that is what they're going to do. They have two excellent running backs in DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, and I think both of them have shown already this year. I mean, shoot, man, these guys both could probably finish in the top twenty-four this year. Like, they're killing it, yardage and touchdown-wise. I just don't think that they'll be able to sustain a very heavy passing attack. Jared Goff cannot run the football. I think he will be serviceable in the sense of, you know, as maybe a fantasy starter here and there when the matchup, you know, is good. But I don't think he's going to be a top five or even a top 10 quarterback this year at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see what you're saying with him. And I mean, he hasn't put up crazy good numbers regardless. Like, well, he had a four-touchdown game the other day. <laughs> he, he did. He had that four-touchdown <laughs> game, yes. Um, that being said, the one that impresses me more is the fact, I mean, he did throw an interception, but week one, the two-touchdown, one-interception, 215-yard um, game against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And while... While they may have still been acclimating with each other, you know, it's the first season, our first game of the season, Philadelphia has a phenomenal defense. Yeah. And for him to be able to come out and not just completely fall apart um, right off the bat against them, I think that kind of showed that he does have that grit. And the thing that I look at is, yes, he does have Amon Ra. And of course, obviously, he has two great running backs with Swift when he's, you know, not injured, which doesn't seem to ever happen. And then, you know, even Williams backing up being more of that power back. But we're also going to be getting back. Um, I just forgot his name. The wide receiver that's on the IR right now that they just drafted this year. Oh, uh, um, Jamison Williams. 
Jamison Williams. Yeah. And when Williams comes, all that's going to do is one help Amon Ra because, you know, people are going to have to, you know, they can't just double up on him. You know, if they do, you're going to get eight up on the other side. So I think that could actually benefit, you know, to that's where I, I don't think Goff is just going to completely fall apart is because he is going to get another big, you know, weapon to be able to use sometime this season. Do mm-hmm. sir, you agree <laughs> or disagree? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one, Caleb. Um, yes. Just, I mean, you're looking at it and you got to go ahead and look back at previous Jared Goff. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of inconsistent games, inconsistent seasons. And I mean, if you're looking at it this year, it's just, I honestly think he is playing very well right now, Mm -hmm. but is he going to play well later in the season? I mean, there is going to be some healthy players, but Right now, he's he's not putting up or shutting up. He's just kind of being Jared Goff. Right. Yeah. And so let's preface this too, guys. Like, I'm not saying that he is not gonna have a good NFL season. You know, like you know when you, when we just look, at, it's like outside of fantasy, he will be a fine quarterback. But strictly when we're talking fantasy, he's not gonna be a league winner. Like I'm not like I actually right. played no, him last week. There. I played him last week because I honestly, guys, I played him over Russell Wilson last week because I'm like, I think I have a better shot of winning my week this week with Jared Goff than Russell Wilson. So I'm not saying like, you know, I'm completely all out. I just, I think that everybody's already like, dude, Jared Goff's hitting it. No, he's not. No. (laughs) Yeah. No, he's not. I mean, (laughs) if you're, if you're talking about Russell Wilson, if we're going to go ahead and jump into overrated players right now, (laughs) I got to say Russell Wilson is potentially the most overrated fantasy quarterback right now. Yeah. I mean, in pretty much all of my leagues, he was taken very, very high roundage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if it was for people that didn't really know how to draft fantasy or what, (laughs) but I mean, if you look at week one and two, there was less than 220 yards for each game. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't thrown for more than one touchdown this entire season at a, at each one of those games. So he's looked I mean, uncomfortable. He's yeah. just, he just looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> he doesn't look like he did whenever he was playing in Seattle. And could he turn this season around? Quite possibly. But I feel like Sutton, uh, Sutton's going to have to step it up. He for sure is. And mm-hmm. Wilson is going to have to target him more. He's just going to have to find him more. Right. And I think I think that two connection could look good going down the road, either this year, next year, and so on and so forth. But it's such a fresh team with a brand new quarterback in there. Mm-hmm. I don't think Russ is really going to be producing that many fantasy points this year at all. Yeah. Yeah, man. Devin, I mean... We we talked about this briefly. Like we were really excited. I mean, I thought Russell Wilson was going to come in because this was a very talented team with Javonta Williams, Jerry Judy, um, um, court, like just I don't know how I almost blinked on Cortland Sutton. We literally just talked about Cortland Sutton, <laughs> you know, and and then they still have KJ Hamler, and I know Tim Patrick ended up getting hurt, but like pre that, I mean, we thought this team was ready to rock and roll, and I'm almost embarrassed for them. You know, and so, so Devin, tell me this. Do you think it's a Russell Wilson issue or do you think this is a Nathaniel Hackett issue? I mean, I definitely think Hackett plays into it. Um, There's been certain plays um, go back to the 
um, was I was at week one when they were they stayed on the field for like twenty like twenty four seconds before they called the timeout. Oh my they could have yeah. ran a they could have ran a play, ended up kicking a field goal. It almost is like like I feel like Russell is almost taking this hit to his confidence. Like the coach doesn't trust him, doesn't have faith in him. Um, obviously Russ also had in that same week, what Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon fumbling in the end zone. Oh yeah. Um, you know, that that's going to kill your confidence a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he just, he, he does, he looks uncomfortable. Uh, I mean this last week, I mean, I know that the 49ers are a great defensive team, but that was, it was embarrassing to watch. Like he, he couldn't do anything. No. No. And and I get it. You don't have Lockett as your go-to guy like you always have had that, you know, is going to catch pretty much anything you throw his way. And you don't have DK Metcalf that's going to flash those big plays. But, like, you just got paid because you're supposedly this stud quarterback. Like, show it. Mm-hmm. But do you not think that Cortland Sutton – so, Caleb, I'm going to send this back to you because you were talking about Cortland Sutton. But, you know, I agree with you, Devin. You made some solid points there. But I feel like Cortland Sutton has just as great of catchability – as Tyler Lockett and that big playability should be coming from Jerry Judy. Like, am I wrong there, Deuce? I, again, I mean, I, the thing about Cortland Sutton is, I mean, again, looking back to his previous seasons, he was never able to have a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Right. So I think honestly, he is playing a little bit scared. And I think Jerry Judy is going to like, be able to produce more yardage, more open catches, everything like that. But Cortland Sutton, since he got since he got with the Broncos, I mean, there has never really been a, a quote unquote breakout season with him. I mean, he should he should be and he should play like a viable threat and a viable wide receiver in the NFL right now. But I mean, I drafted him in one of my leagues and I actually traded him away just because of the piss poor performance that Russell Wilson is having right now. <laughs> so yeah, I don't blame I, you on that one. It's kind of, it's just like, I feel like the wide receivers are going to feed off of Russ because Russ was that guy in Seattle. And if he's not going to be able to be that guy in Denver, then I think Jerry and Corland are just going to be not as viable threats. So, okay. Well, I mean, that is really disappointing to to hear, but, um, all right, Devin, I'm going to shoot this one. We're going to do one more and then we'll wrap this up next episode. Okay. So Devin, give me your one guy that you feel is, you want to do overrated or underrated? You tell me which one you got first. I'm going to do overrated first. All right, so let's give me, give me, give us your overrated player. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's a very good one. I mean, he came out. And has what? 23 points PPR first week, 17 <laughs> points. Still had 16 points last week, but he had seven carries for zero yards. Like, excuse me? Still had a rushing touchdown there. I understand. But like, I, I, he just, he's never fit this offense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they drafted him ahead of Taylor always will crack me up. But he is not just in a committee there. He's not even the the elite share there. No. Like they're they're still going Jarek McKinnon on the majority of their plays, like over Hilaire. And you know, like I said last week, you know, seven carries, zero yards. Like he's just to me, like that was if you were gonna sell him 
after week two's performance, that's when you needed to sell him. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that we're going to start seeing that decline and we're going to maybe get, you know, even PPR, we're maybe going to see 10 to 14 point weeks out of him. And that's about what we can expect, I think, for the rest of the season. Yeah, man. Do, sir. I, I think that's a great one, actually. And I, I don't think there's anything I can argue with it because 115 yards receiving to 52 on the ground. He's had 22 attempts, which is just garbage. I mean, it's a 5.3 yards per attempt, which isn't bad, but it's still, I mean, when you, when you compare him to somebody like Nick Chubb or even Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley's coming off an injury and he's got 53 attempts, <laughs> you know, like if you would think that one guy that wouldn't have that many attempts, it'd be Saquon Barkley, but they're running him like crazy. But again, 12 targets, 12 receptions for receptions for 115 and two touchdowns. That's the only reason why he's been relevant. Deucer, mm-hmm. what do you think? Yeah, I I completely agree. I can't agree more with any of these points. I mean, with I mean, the only reason he's on there, and personally, I think everybody knows that Kansas City is a pass first team. Yeah, and they're not going to utilize him as a running back. They're going to utilize him as another receiver. And even though he is five seven right now, he's still he can still be a viable th- threat receiving wise. But if you're going to play him at a running back one spot or even a two don't just don't if there's a flex <laughs> position available a hundred percent go for it maybe depending on the matchup mm-hmm. but if you have literally anybody better better do that do that <laughs> I love you. yeah just just do that Here, just here's do something it's, yeah here's something really funny guys all right so so think about this. I'm looking at just the running back rankings just on total points for this season. I'm going to name some players that are outside the top 12, and then I'm going to tell you some guys that are inside the top 12. Okay, This, will, we'll, this is what we'll wrap up with because I think it's hilarious. So outside the top 12 right now, all right, you have Najee Harris, all right, who you we would fully anticipate being in the top 12, Joe Mixon, Okay, both outside the top 12. Javante Williams, not only is he outside the top 12, he's outside the top 24. (laughs) Ezekiel Elliott is outside the top 24. So there's some guys there. Oh, but not to mention Austin Eckler is also outside the top 24. (laughs) So, So there's some guys that are outside the top 24 and definitely outside the top 12 that we ranked well inside that. Now here's what's here's the cra- here's the part that cracks me up. Now again, we're just talking after week three, guys. Let we get this. James Robinson is the third overall running back. <laughs> Cordell you, Patterson. You Cordell Patterson's Ro- at four. Robinson's gonna hold that though. I I actually really like Robinson. I have no yeah. problem with it. I'm just saying I didn't have him ranked at three. No, I didn't expect him to be back week one, you know? Like Right. I, I really didn't. And then the shockers for me, Jamal Williams is at five. And the only reason I'm shocked is because I, I still thought Swift would be, you know, have just as many carries, if not more. But Jamal Williams is just killing the touchdowns right now. Khalil yeah. Herbert's number six. And then Clyde Edwards Hilaire is number eight, which I, none of those guys I thought would be be there. And and keep in mind, DeAndre Swift is number seven. So you have two Detroit running backs are in the top ten. So like I said earlier, with Jared Goff issue. <laughs> 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 their, their, their running backs are doing really well. 
All right, guys, we'll wrap this up and we will uh, continue this on our next episode. Um, guys, if you want to come chat with us, let us know your thoughts on anything that we chatted about. You can find us on the Monsters FB on all of our social media pages. Don't forget, you can find the Deucer at the Deucer because that's the best. We will again be going live actually Sunday morning for our start sits with Devin. So you can ha- uh, hang out with Devin on Sunday mornings. Come send him your questions. You can talk to him for a while, bug him about how crazy he can be at times. You know, just whatever you think. Um, but come hang out with Devin on Sunday morning. Get your start set questions in. And thanks again, guys, uh, for taking the time to come hang out with us and listen to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast. And we're going to catch you next time. See you guys. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be ruby in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, mind like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you. Yeah, I feel like a monster. And I'm just in a